0: Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. Kuberg must be one of South Africa's real engineering successes of the last, what, I don't know, 100 years? I mean, it, it, it really is one of those parts that is a staple of the South African electricity grid and has proven over the years to be reliable. And of course, there's been conversations about more nuclear generation into our national grid. But Kuberg, how significant of a power plant is it? It only produces about 2,000, uh, just under 2,000 megawatts of electricity. But that's a lot. It really, really is a lot. Professor Harmut Winkler of the University of Johannesburg, physics professor over there now joins us. How big of a success would you place Kuberg to be, uh, Professor Winkler, in the South African engineering industry over the last hundred years?
1: Well uh, okay well Quebec was built by a french company so uh, but uh, yes it, it has been maintained by uh, by people here and uh, their safety record is reasonable they've had a few little hiccups but nothing uh, nothing major uh, they've they've usually done okay although in recent years there's been a little bit of a worry that they've they've lost too many of their critical skills and uh, certainly uh, in in, uh, in the last few years as we're approaching what's uh, normally the end of, of its lifespan after 40 years, uh, they haven't done terribly well, especially not in the last two years, uh, because uh, it, it's, its lifespan, its li- li- operating license uh, yeah. uh, runs out at the, in the middle of next year. So, And they have to do a whole lot of changes to the plant, a whole lot of upgrades in order to keep it going. And there have been delays in that.
0: Naturally, how long is the natural life of a nuclear operation like a nuclear power plant the size of Kuberk?
1: Typically 40 years, and uh, that's also the case for Kuburg. It was uh, commissioned in 1984, so next year is uh, uh, is, is is a year, and um, it, it, they've applied to have this extended for another 20 years. And to do so, they've been required to make a uh, make some alterations and some. Uh, changes to uh, critical equipment in particular uh, uh, the steam generators that's probably the biggest operation and that's happening right now yeah. to uh, Kuba unit one and uh, once they are finished with that they then want to go over and do the same uh, with unit two and they're trying to finish all that by june uh, next year which but, will not be easy
0: but by how much would it extend the, the lifespan of kuburg uh, by 20 years right uh, let's just go a little bit back uh, we heard earlier this year that South Africa was struggling to buy nuclear oil or something of the sorts that's necessary for running uh, the the, the, the Kuberg power plant mm-hmm. uh, just at a basic level without getting into too much of the scientific minutiae, how does a mm-hmm. nuclear power what are the critical components of a nuclear power plant
1: Um all right. Uh, the fuel that that a nuclear plant uses, in, in, in at least in the in the case of a plant like Kuburg, and that's also typical for most uh, the plants uh, worldwide, is uranium. In particular, it needs to be enriched uranium. Just normal uranium is quite stable, uh, so you need to change it from uh, the one what in chemistry is called an isotope. Yeah. Uh, to another. Uh, That is something which is a bit tricky to do. You can't do that in this country, even though there's a fair amount of of uranium being mined here and in places like Namibia. Uh, But it needs to be taken to another country. It used to be the U.S. There's a couple of uh, countries which can do it. Uh, Russia can also do it. And there was a bit of a controversy about this because um, they decided that they're going to terminate the agreement with the, the US to do this, and uh, uh, Russia is offering to uh, to do this now. But then, uh, then the uranium comes back, and what happens basically is they initiate a, a, a nuclear reaction. They bombard it with neutrons. Uh, that then ends up splitting uh, some of these uranium enriched uranium atoms yeah. uh, nuclear, and then from that you get energy, and uh, and so. Uh, the process goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and is it is it the uh, uranium uh, atomic particles that are being split here, the, the, the nuclear fission, or yeah. is it something else? And uranium just empowers it, or what's 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 the actual science?
1: No, it's it, it's within your uranium. It's within the nucleus of of, of the uranium. Uh, uranium is 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 normally the the heaviest stable element. Right. Uh, it's uh, elements at the, uh, with that at that sort of size. And norm- are normally unstable and break down into smaller particles. And when they do that, they, they release some energy. That's yeah. that's the whole idea behind nuclear energy. Yeah. That's and uh, so it won't be after it won't be uranium anymore. It will be something uh, t- uh, slightly down the periodic table.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like uh, the precursor to the Christopher Nolan movie that's coming out later this month, uh, Oppenheimer, <laughs> which I'm excited to see. Uh, so let's get to the the um, the the replacement work that is happening at escom at the moment mm-hmm. i don't assume that place replacing the st- engi- steam engine generator uh, is 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 a simple exercise it's not
1: like replacing a conveyor belt for mm-hmm. instance how complex is it, it? yes yes it, it's more than that it it's something for which they budgeted about 5 months to do uh, this is already the second attempt at, at doing this. Uh, uh, last year, you, you'll probably recall, Kubrick was also closed for about, uh, yeah. well, initially was supposed to be five months, eventually became eight or nine months. That, that was the other unit. Kubrick's got two units. Yeah. And, and the other unit was, and that was supposed to be the replacement of the steam generators happening then. The steam generators are quite large and heavy. They, they, uh, they were... Um, uh, they're they're being brought from China, they've been been manufactured in China. And uh, so they just need to be installed and uh, take the place of the old ones. The old ones are just not considered adequate uh, anymore. And uh, yeah, that's typically, it's quite a serious engineering operation, but it's still uh, simpler than building say a new nuclear plant so it should be a relatively i don't want to say routine but it shouldn't be as complicated an operation as as, as you sometimes find it, find in in the field of nuclear energy so it's something that i would have expected eskom to be able to handle in those yeah. five months and uh, so I, so they would have then moved on and done the current one. Now, they already learned from the mistakes they made last year. They were hoping they would get that right now. Uh, but unfortunately, this uh, replacement is also now being postponed. It was supposed to be finished by now. It was supposed to go from January until June. Now, they're already saying September. So yeah. a delay by three months. Yeah. It seems and, quite
0: intuitive that... Uh, Kuberg being in the Western Cape means that the Western Cape as a province would be affected the most. But that uh, intuition doesn't explain the logic. Why is the Western Cape the province that would be severely most uh, affected? I thought we had a centralized grid in the country and that power plants just feed into the grid and it's distributed fairly and evenly as required across the country. And not that we have uh, sectoral grids for each province or region in the country. Can you explain to us that? Yes,
1: exactly. the electricity is basically shared, so, um, so, and once, once the, if you like, the 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 energy that is on the grid, you don't actually know where it comes from. It just all, yeah. all builds to the. And, and um, the only reason this is, is being said why the Western Cape might be affected because it tends to be, uh, the electricity tends to be uh, a, a one-way traffic in a sense up from the coal plants, which are all in Bumalanga mostly, and uh, that goes down one of the main uh, arteries, uh, there's a, um, a, a very large, uh, a significant power line which goes yeah, uh, from there down past uh, through the Free State and Northern Cape and ends up in the Western Cape. So in a sense, uh, um, you don't want too much uh, traffic going the one way because uh, when the current gets too strong in, in one direction, it tends to heat things up and the heating thing up, up means losing energy so the ideal thing is if you don't have electricity traveling too much one way but if you have uh, if you like traffic the other way too and that's in a sense what Kuberg would be doing it's produced in the Western Cape again it doesn't only feed Cape Town it also goes uh, the other way but it, it, it helps stabilize uh, the grid but but yes if Kuberg was to go down completely it doesn't mean that the Western Cape would be without electricity or anything like that, that it means affects a- the rest of the country too
0: uh, both units combined is a thousand eight hundred megawatts. Uh, in generation yes. capacity, um, look, it's just two hundred short of two levels of load shedding. Um, exactly. That means we would have a national shared load shedding of two thousand of of two levels. I'm assuming.
1: Yes, it would be. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right now, we uh, one, one stage of load shedding can be ascribed to Kubrick, uh, one unit in Kubrick not being uh, operating. Uh, if the other one was also to go down, uh, then it would be account for two stages of load shedding. So
0: so today we heard from the minister that unit one may not be returned as was anticipated. Uh, mm. What do you what do you predict or speculate may have gone wrong in, in, in that timeline?
1: Yeah, that, unfortunately, that I don't know entirely. Uh, I'm also wondering if this uh, sudden resignation or leaving of Jan Oberholz at Eskom has something to do with that because he was uh, uh, brought back specifically to look at the Kuburg uh, upgrade and the Kusile, yeah. uh, uh, fixing Kusile power station. Uh, that was, if you like, given his, that was a project given to him for this purpose. And the fact that he's he's not going to uh, continue doing that uh, suggests to me, of course, there could be other reasons too, but it suggests to me that uh, something is not going right there. Either he was not happy with uh, um, certain things or or, uh, something else. But it could be linked to... Uh, that particular project not making as much progress as, as had been anticipated. So right now, I, I haven't ha- heard anything which suggests yeah. that uh, the delay is going to go beyond uh, September. But it, unfortunately, that's always possible. We've had delays. They weren't expected. There's no reason why this, de- uh, this, uh, uh, this current exercise isn't going to go uh, well beyond that as well.
0: Yeah. Give us a call zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six triple zero two zero three two I'm taking your reactions. I'm also taking your whatsapp voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven zero six one four one zero four one zero seven let's take a quick break. we continue the conversation on the other side of the. You are listening to night talk giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. 23 minutes after 10 p.m. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for being with us. Really, really do appreciate it. I'm in conversation with Professor Hartmut of the University of Johannesburg. He's a physics professor over there. And we're talking about the uh, announcements around Kuberg and Kusile that were made today by the Minister of Electricity. Earlier last week I had a conversation uh Prof Winkler with the Minister of Electricity he told us that by October unit 5 of Kusile would be coming online that will be bringing along with it 6 to 700 well, 7 to 800 uh, megawatts of generation capacity and three other units would later in quarter 4 of this year come online uh units 3 1 and 2 respectively thereafter uh, and Kuberg would be sorry Kusile would be fully fully functioning uh, meaning that it would be adding 3,200 megawatts of generation capacity to the grid. Um, uh, Kusile has had a complicated history as well from a, from a construction and engineering perspective. Um, f- from the information that we have out, out, out in the public domain, are you confident that it is the type of power plant operation that you think once those units are online will be able to remain online for quite a while?
1: I I don't know about that, uh, because certainly when uh, Kusile was built, uh, and and the same with its uh, sister station, Medupi, they were not expected to break down at all, yet it, it's happened, and this has been uh, ascribed to, uh, to design faults, and uh, we've seen these design faults. Uh, the, the, the three units which broke down at, uh, around about uh, October last year, uh, that was... Uh, because of such a design fault, there was this huge buildup of of soot essentially in yeah. in the chimney stacks uh, until there was, t- uh, it was there was too much weight on them and they collapsed. Uh, now that shouldn't happen at all. Never mind to a, a, a new power plant. So whether they're going to be able to uh, to deal with that afterwards, I don't know. Certainly, once it's up and running, you would expect that it should be running for a couple of years at least. Um, uh, whether it's going to run for the full 40 years that, uh, without the problem that uh, that was designed for, I'm not so sure. It doesn't, uh, doesn't sound like it. Uh, but yes, if they can, at the, by the end of the year, get all those four units up and running again, that would make a huge difference. Yes, that would be about three stages of load shedding. But uh, will they be able to do that? Here again, we're talking about a very large project. And we're talking about uh, what the minister has given us is is essentially the best case scenario. All sorts of things can go wrong. And uh, what's typical in in mega projects, and it's not only in this country, it's around the world, uh, there there tend to be delays and there tend to be cost overruns. And uh, I would be very surprised that that doesn't happen now.
0: yeah, uh, just to circle back to the description there of what went wrong that demanded the maintenance and you mentioned there the soot buildup mm-hmm. in the chimneys, mm-hmm. uh, that sounds to me like a coal-grade problem. Is it a coal-grade problem?
1: I don't, that I don't know, uh, I'm not too sure about. Uh, it's it's possible that that's an additional um, issue that is certainly causing problems across several power stations up there. Uh, the whole question about whether the the coal has been contaminated with other products, which then don't burn and end up uh, producing uh, ash of uh, and 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 other particles, which which end up damaging uh, the various components in there. It's possible that that's part of uh, what happened as well. But um, my my sense is that it's uh, this would have happened even uh, maybe not as quickly, but would have happened regardless uh, of. Uh, whether whether this uh, um, particular thing was uh, was happening or not, Yeah. So and um, yeah. With Medupi and Kusile, they, they, they were built according to a new design, and yes. Uh, uh, first of all, they ended up uh, costing more than double as much as was uh, anticipated. They also ended up taking twice as long to being finished. In fact, Kusile is not finished yet. One unit, yeah. Kusile, is still waiting to be finished. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's in in retrospect. Uh, uh, Kusile and Medupi were a disaster, and uh, had we known 15 years ago that this is how it was going to end up, uh, we, we might have come up with uh, some other strategy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just to finally on 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 Kusile, um, it it those design faults. To what extent have they been corrected? You know, and and in an, in a complex engineering uh, pro, uh, project. When there are design faults and you try to correct them, it, it it's sort of like changing an uh, a aeroplane's engine while it's in the air. Um, to some extent, it may be possible, but to a large extent, it's not. You have to ground the whole thing. To what extent, in yeah. the instance of Kusile, have some of those design defaults been able to be corrected?
1: Yeah, that unfortunately, I don't know. Uh, it ESCOM does, as, as much as, I, as I'm happy that they're much more open now than they used to be in the past about uh, what happens there, you might recall that about five years ago, if there was loaching, they wouldn't even tell us at which which uh, particular uh, power plant there was yeah. a problem. Now at least they tell us uh, where it is. But they're still uh, rather cagey about uh, giving us uh, details. They still operate on the basis that these are uh, national key points and they don't want to give uh, out information um and that it's uh, whether that's uh, that's reasonable or not i'm i'm not so sure about i think we are now in an era where we at least i hope we don't have too many external enemies that would uh, exploit such situations but yeah. uh, all right that's just the way escom operates it, it's even worse with kuburg with kuburg they don't like to tell you anything about yeah. what's actually going on on the inside completely so, unrelated so I'm, I'm but i, I guess
0: yeah. uh, completely unrelated but i guess parenthetically important we heard today that sabotage incidences are at an all-time low at ESCOM uh, and that we that they're only experiencing petty theft, yeah. like stolen cables, um, and yeah. this is all of the deployment of the military. I, I thought that was pretty positive to take away from that uh, press conference.
1: Yeah, yes, and I think and I think that's why we've had relatively low stages of load shedding in the last uh, six weeks or months. Yeah. And it, it's I think that accounted for two stages of low trading. And I, I was never quite sure to what extent I, I had. I don't, didn't have any doubt that there is some sabotage, but I, I was never quite sure to what degree this is actually impacting on. Uh, On Eskimo, I think it was uh, roughly causing roughly uh, two stages of load shedding in total. And I think that's sort of confirmed by this. Now, the question is, why is it not happening anymore? Is it uh, because the security is much better? Is it because they've cracked uh, some group that seemed to be responsible for this? And something that hasn't even appeared in the news yet, but it's possible. Or, or is it just that the saboteurs are uh, saying that? Well, maybe what we're doing isn't really helping us either, and let's stop this. Rather, what, whatever the reason is, it, it does seem it does seem to be less of that happening.
0: Yeah, Which I absolutely. Is, is nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Prof uh, Harmut Winkler, thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate your insights.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: We continue the conversation. Give us a call: zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. I had some of the most annoying stages of load shedding this past weekend i think i experienced up to eight hours of load shedding as it oscillated between stage six and four over the weekend at some point i experienced two blocks of four uh two hour long and one block of four hour long load shedding it was incredibly inconveniencing um but but uh, you know i like i now know is that we're past winter peak demand period uh and i hope it doesn't get that bad i hope that if we do experience low shedding that it really is at a maximum a stage two or a stage three low shedding uh but what are your thoughts on that would love to hear from you give me a call 086 000 2032 i'm also taking your whatsapp voice notes on 0614 104 107 0614 104 107 tweet me it is at oliver underscore speaking on twitter oliver dixon on facebook let's take a quick break on the other side of this We speak to Nixon Katembo.